So today, I have a rather sobering sermon for you. Some hard things to say, things some will not want to hear nor believe. But they are heavy on my heart. The title of my sermon this morning is The Delusion and Judgment Upon America. Three hard things. The Delusion and Judgment Upon America. Three hard things. And I want to begin by reading Psalm chapter 9, verse 17. So why don't we stand for the reading of God's Word. Psalm chapter 9, verse 17. It says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for this time to talk about these important matters regarding our country, the state of things in our nation. Lord, you see how our hearts are breaking. We know your judgment is righteous and it is just upon this rebellious nation of ours. And yet it still hurts in the heart to see your judgment, as your judgment is a great and terrible thing. Lord, in the midst of it all, in the days ahead, may we live faithful to you, true to you. May we not bow the knee to man. May we not fear man. May we fear you. May we love you. May our fealty be to you alone. May we be true to you in service. In the days ahead, I pray, Do a great work through each one, O God, to the glory of your name in the earth. Build your kingdom in each one's life in these days, O God. Keep our hearts hungry for you, desirous of you, I pray. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Could be seated. Our nation has forgotten God, and God's judgment is upon us. The Lord has brought a strong delusion upon this nation. I talked about this in my very first sermon about COVID back on March 22nd. I cited two passages and said in part this. I said, we know two things. One, the Lord sends delusion to those in rebellion to him. And two, our nation is in rebellion to him and is deserving of his righteous judgment. And the two passages I cited were Isaiah 66, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 66, verses 3 and 4, and 2 Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12. And this is the first hard thing I want to tell you about this morning. This is the first hard thing I want to tell you about this morning is that our nation is under delusion. The COVID situation is a molehill made into a mountain. I established that in my sermon regarding state-mandated masking a few weeks back. The COVID situation is a molehill made into a mountain, yet the vast majority continue to go along with the fiction. It is seen in how they walk around with their masks. That's part of it. Some say it's just a mask. Just put the mask on. It's just a mask. I say, no, it's not just a mask. 
Look at what's all been built around this masking. It's part of a large agenda. It's not just a mask. Understand tyranny is built plank by plank. The Jews weren't just told one day to show up at the railroad station and jump on the boxcars. There were a million little infringements of their liberties prior to that day. The first being you can't sit on a public park bench. It's just not sitting on a public park bench. It's just a mask. They accommodated themselves to it. And then there was another infringement upon their liberties. They couldn't go to the beaches anymore. Then they couldn't go to the cinemas anymore or theater. And the laws kept changing regarding their lives. And then they found themselves at the boxcars after they had accommodated all the infringements of their liberties, plank by plank, step by step, when they should have fought right from the beginning. There's a thousand accommodations to evil before you get to the final solution. You must guard the liberty you possess. Men fought, bled, and died to establish the freedom and liberty we possess. We have no right to glibly give it away. It was William Pitt, the noted British statesman, who said, Necessity is the plea of every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. William Pitt knew something about how government works. And this government in our nation has found the perfect narrative for tyranny. They've learned that the virus is a perfect narrative for tyranny, to tyrannize the citizens. And it is evil. It is a pernicious evil. Pitting citizens against one another. That's what they're doing. Citizens against one another. Governments have put up numbers to call and websites to visit in order to tell on your neighbors not wearing masks, including here in Wisconsin. Media has put out countless articles and videos teaching citizens how to shame those not wearing masks. You routinely see now posts and editorials stating that people who do not comply should have their children seized from them by the state. Understand, and listen to me now, as this climate of fear and authoritarianism continues to build, people will more and more ingratiate themselves to the ruling authorities by turning on their fellow citizens. Just read history. That's how it works. They'll be reporting them, narking on them, even making up stories and lies about them in order to make things go better for themselves. History teaches us these things. These are matters of human nature, what are unfolding around us. These tyrants are not going away. If I have another person tell me after November everything will be back to normal, I think I'll go crazy. They are not going away. Tyrants have to be confronted. C.S. Lewis said this, Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. 
The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep. His cupidity may at some point be satiated. But those who torment us for our own good will torment us without end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. Unquote. He says they will torment us without end. They are not going away. They must be confronted. You must be vigilant. Quit focusing so much on the presidential race. Focus on your state, county, and local magistrates. They are doing great evil across the nation, including here in Wisconsin. Quit watching the silver bell of the presidential race. Engage at the local, county, and state level. We have granted power to state health experts that seems unlimited. Our subservience to health officials who are nothing more than bureaucratic thugs is destroying representative government in America. Clara pointed that out to me the other day. She said, who are these? Who are these people? Why is everyone allowing them this power? Their power needs to be checked. And the other magistrates all grovel to these state health experts. One of our Supreme Court justices asked before our Wisconsin Supreme Court crushed Governor Evers' tyranny, before he restarted it all again a week and a half ago. The Supreme Court justice said this, My question for you is, where in the Wisconsin Constitution did the people confer authority on a single, unelected cabinet secretary to compel almost 6 million people to stay at home and close their businesses and face imprisonment if they don't comply with no input from the legislature, without the consent of the people, unquote. Well said. Legislature didn't want to do a job. Hits behind the skirt of the judiciary. Voss Fitzgerald made all that happen. And thank to, thanks be to God, our Supreme Court did more than what even those two guys wanted them to do. They killed everything Evers was doing. Voss and Fitzgerald just wanted to get it where they could help regulate it too. Evil men. The experts think they're smarter than God. And what they really are is thug bureaucrats who want to tyrannize the citizenry. Health officials acting like tyrants, invading people's lives and homes, all aided and abetted by the magistrates. If you don't know about contact tracing, you need to learn about it and you need to begin to act against it now. It is a great evil. It is a tyrant's, it is wicked men's dream of authoritarian power. And it's all happening because we have forgotten God and our nation is being turned into hell. We have forgotten God. Do you know how much innocent blood this nation has to account for regarding the slaughter of the innocent preborn? Understand that the medical professionals are now agents of the state. I have long not thought well of healthcare professionals. These agents of the state long ago invaded family government and have used the state and been used by the state to take 
healthcare decisions from parents and seize their children if the parents don't comply. And Americans have gone along with it all, in great part because they long ago lost natural affection for their own sons and daughters, and also in part because most Americans don't have any children to begin with, or they have their one or two, or they treat like you would treat a goldfish in a bowl. Now these agents of the state, these healthcare officials, professionals, will not only tell you what will be done to your sons and daughters, they will now tell you what will not or will be done to your body. And if you do not comply, the state will force your compliance. It's part of the delusion, part of the indifference, part of the compliance. You didn't care when people's children were being taken away by the state at the behest of healthcare people? Guess what? Now it's on your head. Now it's on your head. What they're doing here is called tyranny. It's called slavery. It's called evil. Understand it was the healthcare professionals who took the money, billions of dollars. Understand they listened to the state and suspended many other healthcare needs which resulted in harm, suffering, and death to many. The state controls them. And the American people allowed it all to happen drunk on their materialism and ease and their self-absorbed little worthless lives and the Christians sitting there in their little moose clubs week after week, month after month, year after year while evil grew in the land. Thinking they're spiritual because we're not involved in politics. It's so dirty. Evil men filled the void and now their worldview is in place. Christian men must now take a stand. Americans are like sheep. This whole COVID thing has made me realize Americans are indifferent, compliant sheep. It made me realize when we're out there speaking up for the preborn with our photographs of their murdered bodies and the people just drive by indifferent, compliant with the murder taking place. That used to always bother me. And because of this whole COVID thing, I realized they're indifferent and compliant about most anything. That's like their two great virtues, indifference and compliance. That's the American person. And then I realized that these are, these, these are the very two traits, indifference and compliance, that God is using to send them strong delusion. The very two traits that they've shown towards all the evil that's been built in this nation Indifference and compliance is the very, are the very two traits that are deluding Americans to go along with this idiocy regarding COVID. The American people have been indifferent and compliant with every evil that has come down the pike. They have been indifferent and compliant with the slaughter of the preborn, murder itself. They have been indifferent and compliant with homosex, perversion, being decriminalized and sodomite marriage being legalized. Transgenderism everywhere now, indifferent, compliant. They have been indifferent and compliant with the decriminalization of adultery and the proliferation of pornography. In fact, they all like imbibing on those things. They have been indifferent and compliant with every evil that has come along which impugns the law and word of God, indifferent to it. How can you be indifferent when your government makes law 
which contradicts His law, which contradicts His word, and yet somehow we've created a Christianity that thinks they're spiritual to be indifferent and compliant to it. When the whole history of Christianity was utterly different, Christians in the church stood in interposition against the evils of the state and took upon themselves the suffering dished out to them because their fealty was to Christ first, not man. And now we see these two traits, indifference and compliance, will be their undoing. It is. I'm watching it. People wonder, how did Hitler get to where, how did Stalin get to where? You're watching it with your own eyes here, now, in America. They're deluded, they're blind. And the churchmen are overwhelming whores, aiding and abetting the fiction, rather than standing in opposition to it. The churchmen have the best position to oppose the state in this regard. Businessmen have licenses that the state can pull. We do not within Christianity. We act as a buffer to the rest of society. We declare truth. We don't aid and abet lies. Oh, but the churchmen of our day do. They're wholly opposite of the churchmen of old. We have forgotten God. We tolerate evil in our midst. Think nothing of when the government impugns the law and word of God. We are a rebellious, wicked, deluded nation. But there's a silver lining in all this COVID stuff. One is we've seen men turn to the Lord during this time. Amen? Amen. That's a goodness. That's a goodness. I always tell people when evil abounds, you have a duty to speak against it and act against it. But understand, even in the midst of it all, God still uses it for his purposes in the lives of men. Understand that? And that's what we see here. So just because people are getting saved doesn't mean that we don't speak against the evil. That's what I mean to say. We've also seen as a silver lining the doctrine of the lesser magistrates demonstrated again and again and again across America, played out in living color for people to see. That when the higher-ranking civil authority makes unjust or immoral law, policy, or court opinion, the duty and right of the lesser magistrate is not to obey them. Rather, it is to defy them and, if necessary, to actively oppose them. Interposition is their duty. We've seen sheriffs, county boards, mayors. My favorite story is the one in Illinois. Phenomenal story. Governor puts up his little deal. I'm going to charge everyone with a misdemeanor, opens their business before I say you can. One county defies. One county interposes and declares, we will protect our businessmen. You can all open and we will do everything within our power to protect you from the governor and the state. The very next day after that, the state police of Illinois put out a decree declaring they will not arrest anyone under the governor's order, and the very day after that, the governor rescinded his order. That's the doctrine of the lesser magistrate in action. And here in Wisconsin, over two-thirds of our county sheriffs are not enforcing Governor Evers' latest masking mandate. The lesser magistrates should have done that for the preborn in 1973. They must do it now. They must interpose. We are teaching interposition here. So the first hard thing is delusion. We are a nation under delusion. And that could be hard 
to see. The second hard thing is this. Listen to me now. The nation is breaking apart. Destabilization has been going on for decades. It has been on steroids over the last four years. And let me tell you, the nation breaking apart must happen. There's nothing left to keep together. We are a completely polarized nation. The worldviews evident within this country cannot coexist with each other. It will break apart. I've talked about this for eight or ten years now. I've been reading scholars for 15 years now who've been saying this is going to happen. I believe it'll pl- it's playing itself out right now and it'll take eight to ten years before we see the new geographical boundaries. There will be states who want limited government and freedom and there will be those states that want to live like abject slaves in the Soviet Union. Plain and simple. It will break apart. There will be counties within states in opposition to each other. Begin to think geographically, people. You must rally with others of like mind. Watch it as it unfolds. Watch it as it unfolds. And this means the doctrine of the lesser magistrate is more important than ever. To teach the magistrates what their duty is in the sight of Christ is more important than ever. That they are not to just unquestioningly do whatever the person above them tells them to do. Blithe obedience does not cut it when tyranny's in the land. So begin to think geographically. Stop being focused on all the national and federal politics, all consumed with the presidential race. Think more locally. Think geographically regarding both states and counties. We need geographical areas that will resist this all. We'll resist this all-consuming push by the state to rule every aspect of our lives. Why do we need these geographical areas? What does geographical areas, such as a state or states or county or counties, standing in defiance of evil, offer men? One, it provides a place for people to rally. And number two, it provides a mechanism strong enough to confront the tyrants. Look to the states or counties resisting this evil. Teach your magistrates what their duty is in the sight of Christ according to God's word regarding their office. You can't just assume others will do it for you. You must do it. Get engaged with what's going on. Now I want to address the three, the, the state of the three great governments, family, church, and state. I'll be brief. I'll be brief on these, and I'll get to the third hard thing when I get to civil government. We all know the three great governments are family government, church government, civil government, all meant to produce within the individual, self-government, all four of those governments have their own role, function, jurisdiction, and limits. So let's deal with family government. Chesterton rightly said, quote, We will not be able to destroy the family, we will merely destroy ourselves by disregarding the family. Unquote. I can't encourage you strongly enough to do family worship in your home. Men, women, I can't encourage you strongly enough to live a pure and holy life. I cannot encourage you strongly enough to get serious about God. You have no idea how bad this is going to be. You have no idea put a security plan together for your family 
there is huge evil afoot. Talk to your sons and daughters about salvation, but also talk to them about God's law. Something American Christianity doesn't want to mention. We've thrown his law under the bus within the civil realm, and almost all of American Christianity has thrown it under the bus in the ecclesiastical realm. Teach your children about salvation, but also teach them about God's law. And listen to me now. Protect your children from bad churchmen. We have an American Christianity which is incapable of reforming itself. God will always reform and purify his bride. And if we don't do it voluntarily, he uses judgment and persecution to accomplish that end. And that's what's happening here. Because American Christianity has played the whore for far too long. Look well to your homes. Protect your homes. Do right by your Do right by your spouse. Men, do right by your wife. Wives, help your husbands. Children, rally with your parents. It's so important to do. The second great government, church government. I heard from so many last Sunday and Monday how their churches are going along. Some people couldn't even go into their church unless they put a a mask on. How insane is that? Social distancing, on down the line, can't touch anybody while you're here. Idiocy, all dumb. Aiding and abetting a great lie, a great fiction, a great tyranny of the state. While they hide behind their bogus interpretation of Romans 13, John MacArthur is standing. I want to say a few things about that because a lot of you know his history. Uh, He was always citing Romans 13. We always obey the government. When all this started, he was citing Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2. We obey the government in this. Okay? He now says, well, we weren't really saying that, but they really were, if you go back and read it. But I'll tell you this right now. I thank God for John MacArthur, that he's taken a stand, that he's seen something that he didn't see before that he understands this is the hour, the church better stand, or this thing we are living In communist China, every church in America is going to be shut down, plain and simple. The church already voluntarily has relegated itself on the heap of irrelevancy, and now the state's just mopping up what's left of it. He's finally seen something. He's taking a stand. He said this week regarding all his churchmen friends, all his pastor friends, he said, all my friends have abandoned me. None are standing with me in our stand to defy the state. I said, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. It's been going on for decades. It's evil and it's discouraging at times. His distinction, he understands that each of the three great governments have their own jurisdictions. And his stand is against one invading the jurisdiction of the other. But he still does not understand the limits within their own jurisdiction, the limits of each of these three governments within their own sphere of government. He still doesn't understand that. That's why back in 1989, he said, arrest everybody who interposes at the door of an abortion clinic because they're scoff laws. So my one concern about John MacArthur is you don't take an unseasoned man and put him on a pedestal. Because if he ends up pooping on himself, 
Guess what? He takes all the people with him who thought he was great. You don't do that with an unseasoned man. Understand I love him. He's my brother. Whenever he's being interviewed by these national elite types in the media, he always was true to Christ. He wasn't like these other phonies. He always said what God's word said, and I thank God for that. So don't take wrong the negatives I say here, okay, regarding his current position. Just note them. It's important to note them. God is judging America. He's using persecution and judgment. And that's a goodness. May Christ be praised. It's a goodness. It is a goodness. As hard as it is to watch, it is a goodness. It is a mercy from God. This spineless, phony form of Christianity is going to be annihilated. God is judging the pietistic, materialistic, ease-driven Christianity in America. He's judging it. And most of them are still so clueless, they don't even know that. Here's the question, and this is hugely important. Listen to me now. This is the question every Christian should ask their pastor in order to determine whether they should continue on at that church or not. This is the question to ask. If the government makes the coronavirus vaccine mandatory, would a Christian be doing wrong if he refuses to obey the government and get it for himself and his children? Ask that question. It will tell you everything you need to know. If the government makes the coronavirus vaccine mandatory, would a Christian be doing wrong if he refuses to obey the government and get it for himself and his children? Refuses to do it. How he answers, how your pastor answers that question will tell you volumes. The fact that you even have to ask should already tell you something. The third great government is civil government. And here I bring up the third hard thing I have to say to you. The third hard thing is... Your government is at war with you. Your government is at war with you. Your own government is at war with you. At all levels, federal, state, county, and local. I'm going to tell you, those of you who think Trump is going to rescue you out of all this and you're going to be able to sit back and drink your lattes after November, and believe me, I've heard from thousands of them who think that way, You are living in a fantasy land. You are disengaged from reality. You no longer have the convenience, listen to me now, of being indifferent towards the unjust and immoral actions of your government. They are after you at every level, federal, state, county, and local. You must be vigilant. You must be fearless of man. You must fear God. You must be brave men and speak out against these evils and take action against them. You must. This government has been smart. They give everybody money. The legislature wouldn't give them the money because they're all in a quagmire, the Democrats and Republicans over there, by that beast that sits next to the Potomac. 
So now Trump has decided of his own accord to make an executive order to keep giving everybody money. You do know that's lawless. They want to buy everyone off, and they have. They've bought off the people. They're getting more money not working than they were working. They all got their little stimulus check. (laughs) The businessmen have been bought off, even the churches. Even John MacArthur's church took the money. He says they're going to give it back now. It's very difficult to give money back to the government, I know. I've helped other people who tried to do it. It is an unbelievably hard problem. They just want to give you money. It's a tool of control and manipulation. They don't take kindly to you wanting to give it back. And they make it a yeoman's task to accomplish it. When I pointed out this past week that Voss got $350,000 from the government for his little popcorn business, some guy tried to point the finger at me and say, oh, yeah, well, what about you, Matt? You got your $1,200 or $2,000 check. And I wrote back and said to him, no, I didn't, and nor would I. I got no check. I don't want any check. Period. He has the audacity to call it a loan. They call this a loan. It's money from the government. It's hush money. Go along with what's happening, all the evil, while we're constructing your death chamber, here's money (laughs) for you. And I'll go for it. It's part of the delusion. How is that even possible? They call it a loan. It's not a loan. It's free money. Think of this. Listen. Think how different the response to all this virus shutdown would have been if the people didn't get all this money. But they all take it. And because they take it, they sit docile while evil is afoot, while tyranny is being built plank by plank around them. Bought off with money. One of the great gods of America, money. Education is another one of their great gods. All damning them to hell because they won't love God. They won't love Christ. They won't embrace His rule. Even the Christians. It was Trump, mind you, who called the national emergency. I was in Nebraska meeting with the lieutenant governor the day that emergency was called. He had just gotten off the phone with Trump and the federal government about the COVID thing. The next day, we entered the twilight zone. When I met with the lieutenant governor, I was meeting there on behalf of the preborn with some other men for interposition for them, teaching him that. When he met with us, he wouldn't shake my hand. I put my hand out to shake it. It was the first time I encountered the elbow thing. And I just looked at him and giggled. It's like a defensive mechanism. Like, that's weird. (laughs) It's like, no, I'm not tapping your elbow with my elbow. I did what Clara does. I reached out my hand and shook his elbow. It's like, not doing it. Understand, if I remember right, each state on that phone call got a billion dollars from the federal government. That day, that's before all the trillions began to be spent. Money, they've been buying everyone off with money. If Trump is against what governors are doing, why hasn't he rescinded his national emergency 
which strengthens the governor's position. I've been asking people that. Here's what some people tell me. Well, Trump's busy playing chess while you're just playing checkers. I'm just like, I had other people tell me he's speaking in code. Speaking in code. Okay, that may work for you. It doesn't work for me because I'm a Christian man and I understand the nature of man, that he's wicked and in need of a savior. And I go by what I see people doing, not what they say with their mouths and then do opposite. Why does Trump continue to open the federal purse and pour money into the hands of everyone? And even more, why is Trump pushing the vaccine? Why is Fauci still there? Why is Burks the wench still there? And why is he pushing the vaccine? I have a Reuters article here. Reuters article says that beginning in October or November, the Trump administration is going to go on a two-month media campaign blitz to convince us all to get the vaccination. LifeSite News is reporting how Trump just the other week talked about how he's going to get everybody vaccinated and how he's using the military to accomplish that. I saw the press conference when he said that the first time two months ago. He had the military men right there. He had them speak. What is the military doing here with this? That should raise huge alarm bells in your head. Huge concerns when they want to normalize the military in our lives, our daily lives. That should concern you. Quite frankly, I viewed what Trump said as a declaration of war on the American people. That is how grief-stricken I was as I watched it. You can ask my wife. I was grief-stricken. We are at war with our own government. Understand that. Because they are at war with us. They have you in their sights. And the end goal is the vaccine. Don't you get that? I said that five days into this thing, back in March. The end goal is the vaccine. Destroy the economy. Get everybody vaccinated. Trump has given billions upon billions to big pharmaceutical companies to get this vaccine made. He has spoken highly of Gavi, which is run by Bill Gates, and has given billions to Gavi. This vaccine matter is utter evil. You know, I, I could do a whole sermon just on that. Here's an article from just this last week out of USA Today. It's, a, it's written by healthcare professionals. Three doctors. It's titled, Defeat COVID-19 by Requiring Vaccination for All. It's not un-American, it's patriotic. These people have any shame? It's like, how? and yet most people, oh, oh, oh. They don't, you don't see that for what it is? It's newspeak, idiots. They have no shame. It's like, why don't we all just write dope across our forehead or Gullible moron across our forehead. Oh yeah, we don't see what you're doing. We're just stupid people. So here's what, here's what they say. To win the war against the novel coronavirus that has now killed over 158,000 people in the country, the only answer is 
compulsory vaccinations for all of us. And while the measures that will be necessary to defeat the coronavirus will seem draconian, even anti-American to some, we believe that there is no alternative. Simply put, getting vaccinated is going to be our patriotic duty. Did you know getting vaccinated is going to be a patriotic Do you know the vast majority of Americans will go along with this? This is all, this news article, along with hundreds of others I could read to you, are all part of the demonization process for anyone who's going to refuse to go along with this. Do you see why I'm telling you to think geographically? Rally with good men. Rally with magistrates who understand their God-given duty and their constitutional duty. Extremely important. They go on later in the article and say, in simple terms, a refusal to be vaccinated threatens the lives of others. So here's what America must do when a vaccine is ready. One, make vaccinations free and accessible. Two, exempt only those with medical contraindications to immunization, which would be almost no one. Number three, do not honor religious objections. The major religions do not officially oppose vaccinations. That's because they're all whores. Number four, do not allow objections for personal preference, which violate the social contract. Do not allow objections for personal preference, self-government, which violate the social... What social contract are they talking about? The one they're destroying called the U.S. Constitution? That social contract? They go on, how can government and society assure compliance with protective vaccines? Vaccine refusers could lose tax credits or be denied non-essential government benefits. Health insurers could levy higher premiums for those who, by refusing immunization, place themselves and others at risk, as is the case for smokers. Private business could refuse to employ employ or serve unvaccinated individuals. Didn't I tell you all this? This is what they want. You won't be able to get your health care. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to work. You won't be able to shop. They're not going to hold you down and and throw a needle into your arm. They're going to starve you into submission. That's their goal. You better be ready to rally with good men. These are tyrants, and you have to confront them. You cannot appease a tyrant. I learned that in grade school, out on the playground. So private business could refuse to employ or serve unvaccinated individuals. Schools could refuse to allow unimmunized children to attend classes. Public and commercial transit companies, airlines, trains, and buses could exclude refusers. Public and private auditoriums could require evidence of immunization for entry. The only legal limitation on government or private action is that it does not be discriminatory, and it's hard to see how discrimination would occur if vaccinations were free and accessible to all. Like, where is this guy? Where, who, where, who are these? Where are these people? Can we slap them around the room? Discrimination would not occur if it's free and accessible to all. The discrimination is in the fact that you want to make everybody get it, moron. How then should immunizations be documented, they say. 
A registry of immunization will be needed with names entered after immunization is completed. Adequate immunization may require more than a single vaccination, and the durability of protection by different vaccines may vary and may not be lifelong, requiring periodic booster immunizations. Thus, immunized people will need to receive expiration date stamp certification cards, which should be issued to all who are immunized in the country, whether here legally or not. These measures may seem draconian, you think, (laughs) and would be costly, but ensuring universal vaccination. See, necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. (laughs) It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. These measures may seem draconian, would be costly, but ensuring universal vaccination is a negligible sacrifice compared with the cost, deaths, and social upheaval that a sustained pandemic is having on our country. You mean a sustained fiction that we have going on in our country? (sighs) On July 20th, Trump made his first pro-mask tweet. This past Thursday, he wore a mask throughout his entire tour of the Whirlpool plant. Biden and the Democrats are filthy swine. Note that. Biden and the Democrats are filthy swine. We know what he and they plan to do, but what is Trump doing? It does not look good, what he is doing. And what are the Republicans doing? It does not look good at what the Republicans are doing. Again, government is your enemy at all levels. You no longer have the convenience of being indifferent to the unjust and immoral actions of your government. You must engage them. Talk about fattening up for the kill of God's righteous judgment. We have the worst kind of men in public office right now. Men who did it for their own self-aggrandizement, for the power, for money, notoriety. They are not good men. They are almost all bad men. I know. I've engaged with them over and over again. They're weak, pathetic, hollow, 3D males. They are not men. You look at Alfred the Great, there's a man. (laughs) Alfred the Great, read about his life. There's a good man. There's a righteous magistrate. You know why we call Alfred the Great? Because he wasn't like 90% of the magistrates down through history. He was a good man who feared God, carried his law in his pocket. He was different from most. That's why he's known as Alfred the Great. I used to always wonder why our founding fathers put so much emphasis on the people for maintaining their liberties and the Constitution. I no longer wonder about that anymore. (laughs) I do not. Because the people are going to have to stand against the evil of their government. John Knox wrote about these things. He had wrote the foremost treatise on the doctrine of lesser magistrate. He also wrote about the duty of the people. That even if if there are no lesser magistrates, it's the duty of the people to defy the tyrant to reign in the evil of the magistrate. And I view that as being under family government, 
They are attacking our families. And men, you must defend your homes. Plain and simple. This is a hard thing. People don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear it, but I'll tell you, I've wept numerous times as again and again this realization has hit home to me over the last two months. My heart breaks for where we're at. My heart breaks to see what's going on in this country. It's a grievous thing. And we must cry out. We must tell people, follow Jesus. Turn from your sin. Believe in God. We must show them how God's law and word speaks to every area of life. Every area of their life and every area of life. Understand this is going to come to blows. If you think you can always correct things peacefully, you are ignorant of two things. Human nature and history. If you think you can always correct things peacefully, you are ignorant of two things. Human nature and history. Understand you must speak out. The biggest enabler of tyranny is silence. Patrick Henry said this. He said, should I keep back my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense? That's why many people are wearing the mask, you know. Afraid of offending people. That's just easier for me. Tyranny has always been paved on the road of niceties and false love. Henry said, should I keep back my opinions at such a time through fear of giving offense? I should consider myself as guilty of treason toward my country and of an act of disloyalty toward the majesty of heaven, which I revere above all earthly kings. Unquote. Amen? That's how Christian men and women think. Right there. Our fealty is to God first. To Jesus. To our Lord. And you must engage the magistrates. You must instruct them in the law and word of God. You must instruct them regarding the duty of their office as revealed in the law and word of God. Face masks are the trademark of sheep, citizen Gestapo, and tyrants. I refuse to wear one. I exhort you, do not wear them. We have forgotten God and our nation is being turned into hell. That's what you're witnessing. Alexander Solzhenitsyn when he was finally made it over here out of the gulags of the Soviet Union, all the media gathered around him. He was world-renowned. I was a young man then. I think that happened in the 70s sometime. And they asked him, Alexander, how did things get this way in the Soviet Union? And he said this. He said, because we had forgotten God. Because we have forgotten God. And the Christ-hating media all despised him for saying it, and they never talked to him again. It almost seems in our country that our government officials go to the Word of God before they make a law, policy, or court opinion and see what God has to say about something, and then they do the exact opposite. And you know who's most culpable for that? The pulpits. Because of their redacted form of Christianity, which only covers a little sliver of life, not all of life. And we're reaping the whirlwind. And in the end, understand this, the tyrants will be defeated. Evil will be checked. Why? 
because their wicked worldview will self-destruct by God's laws as seen as his created order. The evil embedded in the culture they have built, God will destroy as it is embedded in his created order for such wickedness to self-destruct and come under his righteous judgment. And on top of that, God will add his special judgments. Remember our text, Psalm chapter 9, verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Look at the two verses before that. It says, The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made, and the net which they hid. Their own foot is caught. That's America. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. And then we're exhorted to meditate on that. Think about that. Don't just gloss over that. The psalmist then says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. And then look at the last verses. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. He will crush their arrogance and their pride. Though they thought they were so smart, They'll see how stupid they were. It is coming like a a freight train. They'll end up seeing it, but not until after they've caused utter destruction across the land. Understand that. And it will be a great and terrible thing. My heart is broken. I don't know what else to tell you. These are the three hard things I had to say. Delusion is here. Um, the nation is breaking apart. All levels of government are against you. You must make relationship with your magistrates. Extremely important. You must rally with good men. You must be faithful to him in these days. You must be faithful to him in these days. And may Christ help us to be so. Let's stand up and we'll close in a word of prayer. All praise to you, O God. All praise to you, O God. All praise to you, O God. Oh, Lord, we look to you, oh, Lord. Lord, we look to you. All praise and honor unto you, oh, God. May we be faithful to you, oh, Lord. May we be true to you. May we take our lives as Christian men and women more serious than ever. Strengthen each home represented here, oh, God. Each husband and wife. Weld them together in love, purity, faithfulness. Be with each child, O Lord. May they have hearts hungry for you, desirous of you, to seek you, to live for you.
to know you, to make their lives count in the earth, to see the vanity of this present evil age, to see the bankruptcy of wicked men, to love you, to want to be a true rebel against evil by being your faithful follower. Lord, I just ask and pray that you would be glorified through our lives, through our homes, through this church. Lord, may we make you known in the marketplace where we work, where we travel to. Lord, I just, we just cry out to you, O oh God. O oh Lord, we cry out to you. We look to you, O oh God, in this hour to do right by you, to be your ambassadors in the earth, to speak your word and law to men, to make known your great salvation to them, found in your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh God, help us to do right by you in the days ahead. May you be glorified. Give us favor. Help us to find those who love you, who want to do right by you, even if they don't know you, who want to do right by you, O God. Lord, may we be used by you to point others to your Son, Jesus Christ, because of our doing right by you, because of living our lives in obedience to you, because of understanding that your word and law does speak to all matters of life, and that your word and law does give answers, solutions, proper understanding, guidelines, limits. All praise to you, O God. Lord, may people go forth from this place. May they be like the weeping prophet Jeremiah. May they not be able to keep it in. May they have to speak and may you use them powerfully when you do. Fill them with your words, O God. Fill them with your words. Fill them with your words, O God. Praise to you, Father. Praise to you, Father. I praise you, God. Father, we pray for the magistrates, O God. Be with Timothy Rampton. Strengthen him mightily. Be with Stephen Nass. Strengthen him to do the right thing, O God. Watch over them, I pray. Bless them. Give them favor. May good men rally to them. Lord, we ask for you for all these things. We trust you for your goodness towards us in the days ahead. We ask all these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen.